Welcome to the IEEE Rebooting Computing Podcast, an IEEE Future Directions Digital Studio production. As a professor of physics at Heidelberg University in Germany and expert in neuromorphic computing, Karl Heinz Meyer not only has opinions and views on what the future of computing holds, he is also working to make these new technologies come to life. We caught up with Carl Heinz after his keynote at the 2017 IEEE International Conference on Rebooting Computing to discuss neuromorphic computing, what three aspects he believes are most important in the brain, and why those aspects need to be used in future computing technologies to make them successful. He also shared why it's important to model future machine learning and artificial intelligence technologies after the human brain. But that's not all. He also invites listeners to join him in his work with the European Human Brain Project to not only help build new technologies, but to also understand them and make them useful to the world. In neuromorphic computing, you transfer aspects of information processing that's happening in the brain to artificial substrates, mostly on silicon. And I explicitly say aspects because it's not an artificial brain. That is what many people think. But what we currently do is that we try to identify important principles that are active in the brain. And then we try to put those principles onto silicon substrates to get the advantages, the computation advantages that the brain offers. And I think there are three things that are important in the brain. One is it's kind of energy efficient. It runs on a 20 watt power budget and it can do quite amazing things with this very low power budget. If we could do that in an artificial system, it would be truly great. The second thing is fault tolerance. That's often overlooked. I didn't talk about this today in the keynote. Maybe I should have. It means that we are losing one brain cell per second in our brain. That makes 100,000 a day. And still, our brain keeps running reasonably well. Of course, there are aging effects. We all know that. But still, fault tolerance is really important. Uh, why is that important for computing? Well, if you go to new technologies, deep sub-micron technologies, maybe even nanotechnologies in the future, it's clear that those devices will not be very reliable. So being able to live with failing devices is a very, very important feature, in particular for future circuit technologies. And third, probably the most important aspect of the brain is that it is able to learn and to accommodate the new situations without rewriting an algorithm. So you don't need software updates. So it's those three things, energy efficiency, fault tolerance, and learning, that I think are very, very important. And if we can build artificial systems that feature those three things, it will be a big game changer for computing. Well, the future of computing, I think, will add a new way we use computers. I mean, currently, computers are mostly used to do precise calculations, like, for example, calculating payrolls or weather predictions and things like that. And these applications of computing will remain to exist also in the future. And we will be able to handle bigger data volumes in companies. We will be able to do better weather predictions. So that's kind of the conventional computing roadmap, which is very important, and which I think will dominate computing at least for the next 20 years or so. But there's a new 
way of computing, which is often called cognitive computing, that would come in addition. It's a new applications of computer, a new application of computers, for things that we normally don't do with computers today. So let me give you one important example, uh, that is uh, prediction making. Uh, if we take decisions. Uh, we have to base it on the data that is available and we have to do informed decisions and we have to do good decisions. This is typically something which currently we think is what humans can do and computers are not so good at. Uh, in the future, I'm convinced, and it will be mostly also neuromorphic architectures, we will have systems that can analyze huge data volumes, huge unstructured data volumes, then in these data volumes, find causal relations, how things relate to each other, and based on those causal relations, make predictions on what is likely to happen next. And that can have many applications in personal life, for example, to do planning of your life, but also in companies, to the decisions on investments, on future research directions, on hiring staff or not hiring staff. These things require informed decisions. And I'm sure cognitive machines will do that in the future much better than humans can do it at the moment. At this very moment, machine learning is still based on the artificial neural network architecture with some very important modifications. But there are not many brain principles in, in machine learning at this moment and in artificial intelligence. Now, what we see that in particular when it comes to learning, that biological principles are probably extremely important. And there's one key development that I expect to happen uh, from neuromorphic computing, and that is continuous learning. Uh, if we look to current systems, we go to a two-step procedure. We first train our systems with certain labeled uh, training data, and then we expose it to the real world, and they do very good work. Now, the brain works differently. differently in, it continuously interacts with the world and it continuously updates knowledge. Uh, so there is learning all the time and we adapt to new situation. We are also able to forget things, it's often called catastrophic forgetting, and, and then embark into a, a new way of seeing the world. And that is very important also for artificial intelligence. I think true artificial intelligence will have to be able to learn continuously. And the architectures that we are developing now, I think we see ways that we can implement that in neuromorphic architecture. I think it's a wonderful initiative and in rebooting computing is a cool name. On the other hand, I think it, it gives in a way also a wrong impression. If you reboot, you basically stop what you do and you restart. That's what if your computer fails, you reboot it and then it starts from scratch. I think that's not what we what we are planning. I mean, what we are doing is sort of a transition from a very, very well-established computing industry, which is very successful and has great plans for the future. And in parallel, we are trying to develop something new, uh, something that can add new capabilities, like cognitive computing, for example. So I would rather see it as a transition process, not like a complete reboot. Conventional computing applications will remain to exist in the coming years. There is no question. You will never trust your salary to be calculated by a neuromorphic computing 
with stochastic aspects. You want precise numbers being added and multiplied and printed to paper or to an electronic email message. Rebooting computing means that we find new applications which are in the cognitive area, uh, which require new architecture, but it is a soft transition. It's not a rapid reboot by pushing a button which changes everything. That's not what's happening. But the interesting thing is that, that our days today really require this new thinking because artificial intelligence is developing into an important part of our life and it has to become more biological that I'm convinced in order to be successful. I'm working at the European Human Brain Project, which is a joint initiative combining experimental neuroscience, theoretical neuroscience, and also all kinds of computing activities like high performance computing and neuromorphic computing. We are building these new machines, uh, which I think have very interesting capabilities, but we have to work to understand them and to make them useful. And for that, we are inviting users to join us in this uh, interesting part of a piece of work and uh, the human brain project offers external users access to their platforms and one of the platform is the neuromorphic computing system that we have there's one in heidelberg and one in manchester in the uk so if you're interested to join us if you're interested to work with us send me an email Thank you for listening to our interview with Carl Heinz Meyer. Discover more about the IEEE Rebooting Computing Initiative and listen to other podcasts in this series by visiting our web portal at rebootingcomputing.ieee.org.